sometimes we as marketers follow what we read online and we just assume that everything is about TikTok today and Facebook is dead. Now, personally, whether we like to use Facebook or not is not the question here. Are people still using Facebook? Yes. Does your business still need to use Facebook? Yes. And that's why I recorded this special episode of Facebook Strategies for 2023 on this next episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast. Digital, social media, content influencer, marketing, blogging, podcasting, vlogging, TikToking, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SEO, SEM, PPC, email marketing. Whew. There's a lot to cover. Whether you're a marketing professional, entrepreneur, or business owner, you need someone you can rely on for expert advice. Good thing you've got Neil on your side. Because Neil Schaefer is your, your digital, digital marketing, marketing coach. coach. Helping you grow your business with digital first marketing, one episode at a time. This is your digital marketing coach, and this is Neil Schaefer. Hey, everybody, Neil Schaefer here. Welcome to episode number 280 of the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast. Uh, I started this year to put together a goal that every year I would record 50 podcast episodes. There are 52 weeks in a year, so it should be doable, right? And I'm really excited that I am on course to give you actually episode number 300 on the first week of 2023. So this episode obviously will be published way before 2023. But I think as we're in the second half of 2022, we're already beginning to look ahead. Now, Facebook is a funny term. And I was reminded last night in my influencer marketing class that I teach at UCLA Extension, where most of the students, an overwhelming majority, are from outside of the United States, that Facebook is still huge in most parts of the world. I think in the United States, there's a lot of negativity about Facebook, but even in countries like Japan, where it's become like the LinkedIn Younger people still use it uh, as if it was Facebook from five years ago here in the United States. And even within the United States. Now, this data, you may not believe, but this comes from Statista, which is the default source for a lot of data for a lot of companies and people. That, yes, uh, people over 35 in the United States comprise 55% of Facebook users. But hey, people that are 13 to 34 comprise 45% of Facebook users. In fact, the biggest user group of Facebook are those aged 25 to 34. Now, we can argue that who are the most active users of Facebook are probably tending to be a little bit older and the most inactive users are going to be a little bit younger because they're using TikTok, Instagram, and or a combination of those two. But needless to say, Facebook is still huge, especially if you're targeting an audience over 35 which most companies are. So if you're skewing under 35, this may not be as important. But if you're going over 35, Facebook is still alive and well. And today, I really want to focus on some Facebook ads strategies because that is the predominant way that businesses use Facebook today. But in terms of outside ads, yes, you still can get organic reach on Facebook. I have seen companies that get as much organic reach on their Facebook page as they do on their LinkedIn page. And I think if you're already creating the content that would perform well on a TikTok or on an Instagram, you can bring that over to Facebook. 
It's really all about experimenting with content types, finding the right content that resonates with your audience and taking it from there. Uh, I know one real estate client that I work with, we found that carousel photos on Facebook outperformed videos on Instagram, for instance. So you don't know until you have the data and the algorithm is always changing. And maybe with a fewer number of people that are actively using the platform, it may actually add to more visibility in the algorithm for your contents. I would definitely, definitely not give up on Facebook and really going into next year, really do a reset on your content strategy there, especially with the emergence of reels, with the existence of stories. More and more companies are making this content for Instagram and TikTok. Well, let's bring it over to Facebook as well. I I shouldn't need to remind you to do that, but just in case, because people always talk about reels, TikTok, YouTube shorts, um, and they forget about Facebook, which might still be extremely relevant to your business. The other way that savvy businesses are using Facebook are Facebook groups. So one thing that I've been recommending to all my clients is to create a brand ambassador program. And what I mean by a brand ambassador program is, so think of it this way, especially if you're a B2C customer, I think this is going to be very, very intuitive. Or if you target B2C consumers, you have an influencer marketing program where you're targeting influencers. You have a loyalty program where you're offering loyalty points and rewards for those that shop with you. Well, you now have a third type of program, which is an ambassador program, which is sort of a combination of both. Ideally, they're a customer, but not only are you giving them points, but you're finding people that are active in social media that are great content creators, and you're also giving them some sort of affiliate marketing, a coupon code that they can use as well. So encourage them to post content, send them free product, and give them a commission based off what they can sell. It's part of what I would call an inclusive influencer marketing program that most large B2C brands are starting to roll out. But this is something even for B2B, I think is something that can be used. And an ambassador program, if you have one, especially if it's of an older group that actually use Facebook, a Facebook group is a great way to bring those people together, do you know Facebook Lives with them, allow them to network uh, between each other. Uh, you know These are things that you can't really do on a TikTok or on an Instagram or on a YouTube but you can do on a Facebook. So you should probably use that to your advantage. So that is something that you could use with influencers, with brand ambassadors, with your top customers, give them a custom support channel on Facebook through a group, for instance. But Facebook groups are a great way to develop deeper relationships with all these people that count to your business. And that is something I just wanted to make sure that you're considering as well, if you haven't done that already, for one or multiple types of these categories of people that are important to your business. So the majority of advice I want to give you today, and a lot of you are probably already doing Facebook ads, and you may already be doing most, if not all of these, but they just serve as a reminder because I think when the iOS version changed and people can switch off data sharing, that marketers freaked out and like, hey, we can't use Facebook ads anymore. That's definitely not the case. You have to change the configuration, but what you used to do before in terms of retargeting can still be done. Um, If you're confused about that, I have some resources, some links from my own blog, neilshafer.com that I'm going to add. But Facebook, according to Sprout Social, is still the preferred place for marketers to run paid ads. 97% of marketers run paid ads on Facebook. So it really is a a no-brainer. And, you know, we can argue that outside of China and WeChat, that Facebook is still the largest globally. I still think they are even more users than TikTok and Instagram today. 
And obviously, since Facebook now owns Instagram or has owned Instagram, it has more advertising clout. So what you learn targeting people on Facebook, you can also apply to Instagram. You can obviously easily, if you're already doing Instagram advertising, uh, augment that with Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, Facebook ads are, there's nothing social about Facebook ads and they don't incite word of mouth, but when done right, they obviously can bring people back to your website. You can retarget them. Um, you can generate leads and ultimately you can generate business from them. So as we look at the the general marketing funnel, Facebook ads do play a role that we really can't ignore. And I want to make sure that you're maximizing them to their potential. So it really begins, and I'm going to give you 15 different tips here. Number one, the campaign objective, right? You really need to choose your objective wisely. You know, Facebook will offer you a bunch of Facebook-defined objectives, and sometimes they add new objectives. It can be hard to navigate, in all honesty, and you need to find the ones that make the most sense. So, you know, if we look at a list of Facebook-defined objectives today, we have anything from generating awareness with brand awareness, with reach, just show the ads to the maximum number of people instead of brand awareness, which is showing ads to people most likely to remember your product. There's a distinct difference there. We have consideration. This is obviously based on the marketing funnel. We have traffic, just send them to a website. We have engagement, get them to engage with your content, which can lead in, to you know creating buzz around your brand and your product. Uh, app installs, obviously, if you are targeting a, an app installation. Uh, video views, lead generation, messages, get people to communicate with you through Facebook Messenger and you can leverage, you know, AI-based bots with Facebook Messenger marketing. And then we have conversions, right? These are obviously people that you want to convert on your shopping cart. They can be conversion with catalog sales if you use dynamic product ads, and they could also be just store traffic, uh, showing ads to people who are most likely to visit your physical store. So these are all very different. And, you know, five, 10 years ago, I think the advice was just customize all this yourself. But you know, Facebook has invested a lot in their AI and they have a lot of data to work with. So one of the themes of this podcast episode is to lean a little bit more into Facebook's data and Facebook's AI. I know we all like to paint Facebook as this evil company that's headed by Mark Zuckerberg, but Facebook actually employs a lot of really intelligent, really cool people that are trying to create a really great product. And I, I want you to remember that as we go through this podcast. So, you know, every company is going to be different. In my experience working with clients, I find that there are three main campaigns that most of my clients use for different purposes. Obviously, we have consideration traffic. This is cost per click. So we want to get people to their website. This is especially effective for professional service websites, bloggers, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, we want to get them to our website. It could be a sale. It could be a blog post. It could be a lead magnet. But we want to get them on our website so we can retarget them, or ideally they will generate interest in other ways by subscribing to our newsletter or what have you. The second most popular one is consideration with video views. So the idea here is if the targets don't watch the video, you don't have to pay. If they watch the video, it becomes a very, very cost-effective retargeting audience because they've watched the video and video views can be had at one or two cents per true view, which is a 15 second view or They've seen uh, at least 15 seconds or all of the video if it's less than 15 seconds. And then obviously we have the cost per conversion, the conversion conversions. 
So you pay for how many conversions you get and online conversions are checked by cookies. Location-based ones use other methods. Needless to say, the idea here is you're bringing people further down in the funnel. These are custom audiences of previous customers, of people on your email list, or people that have gone to your website. Maybe they've gone to your product pages and they haven't converted. But you can see how these are the three most popular. Obviously, my first advice is, are you doing all three? If you're not doing all three, you probably want to experiment with them and find what makes the most sense for you. So the second one is audiences. And with audiences, you know, we're looking at different ways of leveraging audiences. And one really smart way of doing it (laughs) is to target purchasers. So when we create audiences, we're obviously looking at, we we can create a retargeting audience, right? We can upload our email database, what have you. But obviously, if we can target purchasers, that's going to be the best way to make more money instead of trying to target people who have never bought from us. So you have to obviously have a database of people that have uh, purchased from you, but you don't necessarily even need to have that. We can leverage certain parts of the Facebook ads platform to try to find people that often buy on Facebook or that Facebook has tracked that they buy a lot online. So one of the ways we do this is in digital activities slash Facebook payment users. These can be found in uh, people under behaviors in detailed targeting. So we can actually target people that have used Facebook payment platform to buy things. So this could be something simple like credits for an online game or more complex like an item from Facebook shops or shoppable Instagram posts. These are people that are already digital native in terms of their shopping. And if you have your shopping I should say, product catalog integrated with Facebook shopping shopping or with, with Instagram shopping, these people have already bought using that mechanism and therefore they might be more likely to convert than the average consumer. So if you haven't done that, I recommend you do a campaign and you try to target purchasers as in Facebook payments users. So another way of targeting purchasers as indicated with the Facebook data is the, once again, under behaviors in detail targeting Purchase behavior slash engaged shoppers. Facebook gets information about consumers in several ways, such as when they buy things through links on Facebook. They also know if a purchase is made through the use of the Facebook pixel on certain sites. So lean into big data, lean into Facebook data, lean into their algorithm and start targeting purchasers or including it as another filter in the audience targeting that you're doing. That was a tip number two. Tip number three is this has been something that's been around for a while, but not every company knows about it or does something about it. This is once again related to customizing your audiences. It's targeting life events. And we're able to do this because of all the cool information that people share on Facebook. So if we don't tap into this, we're really missing out on some advantageous things that we can target. So use this info to create campaigns that celebrate and are attractive to those who are experiencing one of these types of life events that once again, we can find in the Facebook ad platform. Anniversary, right? Happy anniversary. Enjoy, you know, uh, 25% off your next meal on us. You know, click here for the coupon. Birthday, right? Uh, Either for the targeted consumer or someone in their circle, like a spouse or a child. New job, right? When someone says they have a new job on Facebook, it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. We can target them. New relationship, 
So when people have a new partner, they often want to express their feelings with cards or gifts, for example. Or recently moved. If they recently moved, well, they need new stuff, right? From furniture down to storage bins or even curtains. So one word of caution here, though. No one likes creepy ads that look like you know more about them than they would like. So be aware of that in your ad copy and make it look like the targeting is as natural as possible. Otherwise, that campaign may just backfire against you. So tip number four is also going to be about the audience. You can see how this is so critical, this targeting, right? We need to take advantage of what Facebook provides us, but we also need to be intelligent about it. So we can also fine-tune target audiences by narrowing them. So for instance, we could have a custom audience of retargeting people and then only include those people that are engaged shoppers and or Facebook payment users. So Facebook allows you to not only choose audiences, but equally important to exclude audiences or uh, you know use a and or or, right? So we can exclude audiences to further narrow them, excluding those that don't fall under the Facebook payment users or engaged shoppers, for instance. So use this to further fine-tune your ideal uh, audience. Another way to think of it is people that have children come in a variety of demographics. Let's say you're selling high-end toys. So posting an ad to parents who Facebook has determined are low income is less likely to get the desired result. Instead, you want to target higher income professionals based on the data that Facebook is giving you, or you could base it on zip code data as well. Now, tip number five is something that you should be doing is leveraging custom audiences to retarget, not only retargeting web visitors, but also retargeting engagers. The best way to retarget engagers is to get video views through a Facebook video ad, but it could also be just people that engage on your Facebook page. And then the sixth tip out of 15, and this is the fifth that is related to audiences, and the last one I'm going to tell you, is to place a little bit more faith in the Facebook algorithm with look-like audiences. So Facebook, we all know, and you're probably already doing this, but it's just a reminder of its importance. Facebook allows you to create look-alike audience from any saved or custom audience in your Facebook ad manager. So use this to your advantage. Place a little bit more trust in your mind in the Facebook algorithm let them help you find new customers who are very similar to the your current ones. So those are the first six. Now we're at tip number seven. And these are all going to be about, well, seven, eight, and nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, are all going to be about ad creatives. Well, or related to ad creatives. So people targeting is critical, but ad creatives is sort of the other part of the equation that's obviously critical as well. So number seven, do you know that you can actually search through all active and previous Facebook ads? Facebook has something called the Facebook ad library. And if you were to go to this URL, facebook.com slash ads slash library, Facebook, and, and I think this probably came from the uh, political campaign of 2016 where there was a lot of uh, potential misinformation and Facebook felt really bad about that, even though they still continue to take political advertisement money. But I digress. They say here, Ad Library provides advertising transparency by offering a comprehensive searchable collection of all ads currently running from across meta technology. So you can search the ads by country. You could also search them by ad category. Uh, the categories are, are a few issues, election or politics, housing, employment, credit, or all ads. So if we were to choose all ads, 
then we can search by keyword or advertiser. So for instance, I'm just going to type in Target and immediately it's showing me that Target has a few different advertisers. One is Target, one is Target Style, one is Target Careers. So I'm going to go into Target Careers and immediately I can see that they have two ads that started running on August 2nd on Instagram only. And Target is now hiring for our new store in Woodmere, Ohio is one of the campaigns. And the other one is Target is now hiring for our new store in Mandeville, Louisiana. So the wonderful thing about this is we can stand on the shoulders of giants. We can see through these sample ads what other people in our industry are putting out. And you never know what an advertiser or advertisements in your industry have a cool idea that you'd like to adapt. Or it could be in similar industries. So... Always, I mean, until now, you may just anecdotally spot Facebook ads or Instagram ads, maybe take a screenshot of them, you think they're cool. Well, this gives you a searchable database that you definitely should take advantage of if you haven't been to try to get more creative with your actual uh, creative ad copy and or image. All right, number eight. This is a no-brainer. Think mobile first. Up to 96% of Facebook users log in with a mobile device, at least occasionally. We all tend to create these creatives on a desktop. Well, if that's you, always, always, always see how that displays on mobile first. That should be the most critical. Well, it looks okay on desktop, so mobile's fine. No, 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 no. Mobile first, right? It's a mindset shift. It's also a little bit more tedious if you're not used to it. Now, if you create your creatives on a mobile device, you know, Canva, I believe, has a mobile app. I know Adobe Express does. Then good for you, right? You won't have that problem. But if you don't, you'll always want to be thinking mobile first in your campaign when it comes to ad creative, especially like video, right? You don't want to be doing horizontal video on Facebook unless you're just targeting desktop users. You want to be obviously doing square or vertical, and you really want to find out which of those is going to convert more. All right, tip number nine. Speak to pain points and emotions. This is like copywriting 101. But most of us buy things because of a real or perceived need. This could be basics such as new pairs of shoes to replace old ones or more luxury focus like a vacation or a piece of jewelry. may not be a real need, but it's a perceived need when we are going through a stressful time or an anniversary is coming up or what have you, right? No matter the reason that someone is considering a purchase, emotion almost doubles the performance of ad campaigns, according to the statistics. Which is to say, if people are attached to your product, they're more likely to buy it. You create attachment through emotion. You know, when you speak to pain points, you're also trying to get people to remember that they have a need for your product as well. So try to do that more and more in your ad copy and in your image. Be emotional, not to the point where it's over the top. Be smart about it. And once again, If you have never done that with ad copy, go into the Facebook ad library and check out what your competitors, especially ones that you know are probably doing well in Facebook and or Instagram ads or leaders in your industry, check out what they're doing. All right, Facebook ad tip number 10, consider coupons. So this suggestion may feel like that's what everyone else does, right? But there's a good reason why advertisers do it. You know, it's interesting I always talk about lead magnets. And whenever you go to a website, hey, 10% off for new customers if you sign up today. Well, you can take that same approach to your coupons, right? Not only do coupons convince people to buy, but they also make customers happier about their purchase. In fact, the data shows that they make them 11% happier if we want to be exact. So leverage that coupon strategy as part of your Facebook ads as well. 
obviously you're paying for the privilege, but remember, okay, and this is not a tip um, that I'm including in my 15 tips, but we need to think of customer lifetime value. We're not thinking about the single purchase, but when we have new customers, how many times do they end up purchasing from us? And therefore, the ROI is not just the revenue from one ad spend, one campaign. It is the revenue that we can expect from a customer over their lifetime. So a 10% off coupon on top of paying, you know, five, 10, $20 to get that conversion might sound like a lot if you're not making that much money from the product. But if you know an average customer is going to stay with you X number of months or buy X amount of product, then it is still positive ROI. And that's really, you need to think long-term when you think about Facebook ads ROI. I could add that as a 16th tip. I'm not going to do that, but I think you get the picture. All right. Number 11. Show images of people using your product instead of that boring stock photo-ish looking image of your product. Or better yet, leverage user-generated content or even better yet, leverage influencer content. This is why every company should have a brand ambassador program at least to generate more and more user-generated content for your brand. If you don't have that, I recommend you start creating an influencer marketing program by reaching out to your customers who are active in social media uh, and or starting to work with nano influencers. Uh, as my daughter, who is actually interning, she's in high school, she's interning for a, a D2C brand that sells agave. Um, you know, when she contacts influencers, she goes, daddy, all those influencers that have over 10,000 followers are always asking for money. And every influencer under 10,000 followers will often, you know, do something just by getting free product. And I said, exactly. Um, there's almost like a, a natural cutoff. Now, it doesn't happen all the time, but I think it's a really good guide if you want to leverage influencers primarily for content and you find nano influencers that make great content that you think would be a good fit, go for it. And then leverage those images. Make sure you sign a contract or an agreement where you get the right to use those images and then leverage them for your Facebook ads. They're going to be more effective. And there's a lot of data that shows this as well. All right, number 12, always test different ad formats, okay? So we know we need to test different images, but have you been testing video versus photo or photo versus carousel ads or carousel ads versus video? So if you haven't done these, I mean, we could add the messenger uh, campaign into that as well. So if you haven't been doing this, it's time to do it again because there are more ad formats. And I would argue that more people are engaging with more content formats than ever before. All right, number 13. Facebook has campaign budget optimization. Now, before, I would recommend you use a tool like Ad Espresso, which was uh, purchased by Hootsuite. And I do have a blog post. We'll add this to the show notes as well on 16 different Facebook ads tools that you might not have known about. There are a lot of different tools out there. But Facebook ads has gotten better at optimizing your ad campaigns for you. So to automate the optimization of not just your ads, but also ad sets across your campaign for the best results, lean into Facebook ads campaign budget optimization. It's gonna be smarter than sitting there with a calculator and doing guesswork. It's also a lot less risky if you have a tight budget. So, you know, this tool is easy to use. Facebook has spent a lot of time, a lot of money optimizing it. And if you haven't been using it, it's just a no-brainer thing that you should be using it. So make sure to go back in your ad platform, make sure you're using it. And if you're not, get on it. So that was tip number 13. Only two more things to add. And number one, well, this is number 14. 
is to consider creating ad funnels to engage potential customers at each stage of the funnel with relevant ads, right? Awareness, interest, decision. We'll just start with those three. You know, an awareness ad can look different than an interest ad, which is they already have a lot of familiarity if they're in the interest phase. So how do we get them to go further into the decision phase? And then into the decision phase, obviously limited time campaigns, uh, buy one, get one free. So you can imagine how you can not think of Facebook ad campaigns just in a singular way, but create ad funnels. And you know, if, like I said, some Facebook users never heard of your product, some are aware of it, but they're not customers. And some are customers is really the easiest way to think about it. So, and that's like, you know, the, the A to AIDA, the last one would be, hey, repeat customers, right? Let's get them to buy products they haven't bought before. Or if they haven't bought from us in a while, let's get them to convert again. So, you know, optimize ad campaigns for people wherever they are in your funnel with the intention of bringing them to the next step. And always remember to turn your existing com customers into brand advocates. And just, you know, if you do create a brand ambassador program, that might be a great way uh, to use Facebook ads as well at that final loyalty stage. So just a different way of thinking about Facebook ads. But if you frame it in the funnel approach, and I've already talked about the funnel approach to influencer marketing in recent webinars, I think it'll make a lot of sense. And number 15, and this goes into my own PDCA concept, which I teach a lot. And I talk a lot about this in anything related to digital and social media marketing. But Facebook ads are a never-ending A-B test, right? Uh, you always need to be doing A-B tests and consider Facebook ads as part of a grand experiment to always strive for the best results. Your audience changes over time. Consumer tastes change over time. Their attitudes change over time. The content that they resonate with changes over time. You have world events, politics, even ordinary trends will alter what people respond to positively or negatively. I mean, just look at the changes we've seen with COVID, right? So you always need to be testing. It's always an experiment. Never forget that. And I hope that these 15 tips, like I said, you've probably heard these all before. You may be doing all 15, but even if you got one valuable tip from this, hopefully you will have gotten positive ROI from spending the last 20 to 30 minutes with your digital marketing coach talking about Facebook. Hey, I want to ask you a question. So I always go through my episodes and if you were to go to my blog, neilshafer.com slash new dash blog dash posts, we'll make sure that link is in the show notes as well. You can get all of my blog posts. You can do a search. You know, I have, I'm getting close to 550 blog posts now and they're separated into categories. These are the things that I want to offer value on blogging, SEO, content marketing, influencer marketing, LinkedIn, Facebook is one of those categories. And I'm always replicating what am I talking about on my podcast and what content seems to have a lot of popularity versus other content. But I want to make sure that the topics that are important to you as a digital marketer or social media marketer, content marketer, influencer marketer, I want to make sure that I am have a good balance of topics on this podcast. So Facebook is something I haven't talked about in the last 52 weeks, which is why I wanted to make sure that I talked about it on this episode. But hey, is there a topic that you'd like to hear more about? Or maybe there's a topic that I'm talking too much about. I would really love your feedback. Drop me a line, neil at neilshafer.com or go to neilshafer.com slash contact. I'd really love to hear from you and together we can make this podcast better and really I can serve you an even better way. So I'd really appreciate your feedback. Another way to give feedback, obviously, is to leave a review with a comment in your favorite listening app, you know, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, 
podcast addict, podcast junkie. There's a lot of them out there, but it really does make a difference. And, you know, I'm staring at a wall as I speak to you all through this microphone. So it also is what fuels my passion, my energy for continuing to do this on a week in, week out basis. Well, you know, I think I've said it all for this week. Remember to keep your eye fixated on that goal. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. This is your digital marketing coach, Neil Schaefer, signing off. You've been listening to your digital marketing coach. Questions, comments, requests, links, go to podcast.neilshafer.com. Get the show notes to this and 200 plus podcast episodes and neilshafer.com to tap into the 400 plus blog posts that Neil has published to support your business. While you're there, check out Neil's digital first group coaching membership community if you or your business needs a little helping hand. See you next time on Your Digital Marketing Coach.